What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Plus One Mentality Podcast with your host, Tyler Newton. And today, I have another fabulous guest with us today. I have Chase Smith, a nutrition coach, uh, as well as traveling nurse right now around the country. Um, and before we get started with the podcast, remember, guys, you can listen to us anywhere you like. That means you can listen to us on Spotify. Uh, and even if you want to see our beautiful faces, hop on over to YouTube. You can watch all of these videos live on YouTube as well. So without any further ado, make sure you share this with a friend if you are enjoying the content and the conversations that we are having. We hope to make you guys laugh throughout this episode to drop some knowledge on you about nutrition and lifestyle. And most of all, we hope you guys get to know Chase. Go give him a like and a follow. We will share his handles at the end of the story. And from there, let's go. Chase, how are we doing today, man? Doing awesome, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, brother. So uh, so I, I usually start these podcasts off with a really good question, um, and I'm not sure that I have one for today, but I'm sure I'm going to have one pop up really, really soon, and then we're going to go completely off track because of my ADHD. So I just want to forewarn all the listeners that today is probably going to be a really bouncy uh, podcast, so I hope they're buckled in and ready for this ride. But first of all, tell us a little bit about you and the ride that you've had over the last because you have a really cool story that I want to share with everybody today. Yeah, so I have definitely not been in the health and fitness and nutrition space my entire life for at all. Um, really, this all just started about a little over three years ago, January 1st, 2019. Um, up until that point, I've just continued to put on weight. You know, I'm not going to go into the full ball backstory, but always kind of a chubbier kid. Teenager years, just kept putting on the weight every year. I've tried to lose weight. Wouldn't, I wouldn't, or I'd lose like 20, 30 pounds. And then gain it all right back because I would just give up on the diet, just yo-yo dieting constantly. Back in 2019, a friend and coworker at the time challenged me to a weight loss challenge. She said, you know, let's see, you know, who can lose the most weight and just kind of go from there. And we kind of structured it up a little bit pretty loosely. But, you know, once we got going, we kind of, we ended up ditching the competition shortly into the challenge just because it was like, you know, it was a little unfair because I had a lot more to lose than she did. But then also it was just kind of like, you know, we're both doing great. Let's just keep pushing each other along this way. So more of an accountability thing rather than a challenge. And, you know, after five, even five months lost pound. And by the end of the year, I lost 150 pounds and wow. just feeling really, really, really good. And then, you know, ever, you know, that, so I like to classify 19 was the year to lose the weight. Like, that's great and all. It's awesome. But like then so much more has happened since then, you know, 2020, you know, well, besides 2020 just the years as a whole but wait wait uh, we had 2020 what happened in 2020 <laughs> exactly <laughs> we but, skipped that year right uh, no you know actually but that actually was when um i became a coach though um so that did have a little um significance to it i got my nutrition coaching certification um, through nci uh back in june 2020 started taking on clients since then and really just fell in love with the process that I was going through and I wanted to be able to kind of almost like pay it forward to others and like really help them understand how simple this process is and really be there and be that accountability that they need. Just like I, you know, I have, I've had multiple coaches throughout my time uh, for multiple different reasons. And, you know, I, I wanted to be that person in their corner, just like my coach has always been for me. So hired multiple coaches and then became a coach myself. And then now I coach nutrition and I, just started doing some more personal training after I get my um, certified personal trainer a little few months ago. Nice. And so just kind of like edging into that field of things. I've started travel nursing last year, went down to Charleston, went down, uh, went over to Colorado and now I'm in Georgia. So yeah, just all over the place traveling and online coaching, which is awesome, but so much more has happened other than the weight loss though. Yeah. And I think what's really cool about your journey too, though, is like your journey hasn't really stopped. You know, you, no. you've been, going just like your travel nursing, like you've just had destinations along the way that have kind of gotten you to this point to where you're able to actually pay it forward to other people who might feel how you felt back in 2019 when you were first tackling your weight loss journey. And so through the mentality that you had whenever you first started um, with your friend and it started off as a challenge, but what was probably your biggest struggle? Because I'm sure you can connect with a lot of people out there who just struggle with getting going. So like, what was the toughest part about getting going with this whole process for you? 
not knowing where to start. I think that was the hardest thing for me is like with all the overwhelming information out there. I mean, I, I always like to joke, you know, go to, go to Google and type in how to lose weight and you'll get over a billion different ways to lose weight. And, <laughs> and, and 99.999% of those are all bullshit. So it's just like, you have to like find out, you know, weed out the bullshit and find what's actually going to make sense and what, what's a sustainable way. And, and, and not only that, but like, what's your way? Like, I think that's the thing is like everyone feels like you have to do this through a, a named diet of some sort. And it's like, no, you need to find what works best for you. And, you know, when I first started, it was intermittent fasting just because that was kind of the big to do at the time. And I thought that's how I was going to lose the weight. And two months in, I was like, all right, I like breakfast too much. So hell with that. So stop, stopped intermittent fasting. And, you know, then just started to kind of develop my own, started to learn more about counting calories and macros and more about the nutrition itself. And, you know, I've just kind of started to learn more about less stress on the small details and actually focus more on what actually matters most. You know, the big pillars, you know, calories, protein, sleep, stress, activity, resistance training, like, you know, focus on the big things, not the little tiny things that all these little diets want you to focus on. Yeah. I always think it's interesting when people start their fitness journey, it's almost like they try to pay attention to the most minute shit that people tell them to like cut out. Like right now, like I, for some reason, I, I guess it's because I clicked on one video and now it wants to show me nothing but people talking bad about sugar and why you need to cut out sugar out of your freaking diet. And to me, it's like people that like don't pay attention to the rest of their like activity level, how stressful they are, what their actual current lifestyle is like, but yet they want to go fucking cut out sugar because they think, oh, sugar is what's causing me to be fat. Like, no, sugar is not the reason you are fat unless you're eating an abundance of carbohydrates that are made of, of sugar and then you don't get enough protein in and you're not actually lifting weights or doing any type of exercise. Whatever your exercise um, routine is like that you enjoy, like that's fine, go do it. But like, we're going to go nitpick all these things that we feel like we should take out of our diet. And in truth, like that is actually the least of our problems. And I feel like you, you body that really well with people, which is like, hey, like, let's just focus on this thing right now, like get really good at that. And then like, let's move on to like number two. And we'll keep going down mm -hmm. the list. Don't worry about all the small things. Like, is that what probably kind of turned the circle for you is once you dropped all the small things and focus on the big pillars? Yeah, absolutely. I, that was, and it was hard because, you know, in the beginning, you know, you want to try to do, you, you want to learn, try to learn it all and do it all, all at once. And and but that's where most people fail at and you know really struggle is when they're trying to make a complete you know 180 overnight and but yeah for sure like i just started mainly just focusing on like what can i control what can i control and you know take advantage of you know the good days and you know and not to stress the bad days yeah was there anything like during your big weight loss transformation so to speak that really kept creeping up as like something that was like really heavy and like kept setting you back like what was like the biggest obstacle you think you overcame throughout this journey so far or maybe even still have to overcome but like what what would be that one big thing that you kept popping up for you um i would say i, I definitely have a history of binge eating and that is something that i have struggled with in the past and still struggle with from time to time to this day um and you know it's i, I did really well with it for probably good four or five, six months, maybe even um, it, in the very beginning, I was doing really well. And and then I, I remember that, you know, I, I kind of remember my first time and I really felt like I really, I don't know if, I don't even know how I would really call it a binge, but just over eight. And I felt like I had like, you know, kind of lost a lot of progress, you know, I'd kind of beat myself up over it. And I, I had messaged my coach and he was like, did you enjoy the food? And I was like, yeah, of course it was great. And he was like, all right, awesome. Now just get back on track tomorrow. You, you did nothing wrong. Like you're not gonna lose your results in one day from one meal you have ate at. Um, but, but anyways, you know, even past that though, you know, and then when I started travel nursing, I started just really just, you know, I was kind of on my own again, you know, like, and didn't have anyone to kind of watch over my shoulder, like see what I'm eating. And, and it was, you know, I was in Charleston, as you know, like, you know, it's a food city, all the different wonderful places around there. So it was super easy to just kind of like dive into, um, you know, want to try all the different restaurants, you know, try the drinks here, try drinks there, you know, try this food, try that food and all the things out there. Uh, it was hard to um, say no to sometimes. So I kind of found myself falling back into my um, old behaviors and habits of binge eating. And I started seeing a therapist and working through some of that. 
and it's gotten better. And then, you know, I've had, I've had my continued ups and downs, um, you know, and that's actually, you know, I actually recently just started, I just hired a um, binge eating coach actually um, in addition to my already, my nutrition canal. I, you know, I don't know at this point, but I don't know if you heard me when I said me and AT&T and a manager are all going to sit down and have a conversation. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Before we went out a second time, I was like, man, me, me and the manager at AT&T are going to sit down and have a nice long drink and talk about this because my <laughs> internet lately just keeps going in and out. Like, I don't know why just randomly I'll be either on zoom calls with clients or oh, recording a podcast and it'll just go out. So it looks like I'll have editing. I might leave this part in and just edit out the uh, silence that might be in here. But uh, plus, it's it's been very frustrating lately, and and I'm not sure why the internet keeps going in and out. So if it goes in and out again, we're just gonna have to kind of keep sitting here and go back and forth, or might have to pick a new day whenever it like finally decides it wants to work. But okay. since it's working right now, let's see if we can get right back to where we were. Which right. was, I think, I think we were on the topic of just kind of discussing like the the things that maybe you were struggling with the most um, yeah. throughout like the dieting process and some will creep back up. I remember we were right to the point to where you were actually talking about like you know moving down here to Charleston and and I think the last thing I said was like yeah we had a couple of meals together then our internet went out so I guess if you can okay I didn't even hear up. that part so yeah <laughs> <laughs> if we can pick right back up with uh, you. You were down here in Charleston and working yeah. on your binge eating. Like, let, let's yeah. keep going from there. Yeah. So I, you know, once I was in Charleston, and, you know, lots of great food, you know, always down there, you know, want to have a drink here, have a drink there, try this food, try this special food. You know, every restaurant there had its own, you know, signature dish that you want to try everywhere. And <laughs> it was very hard to like, you know, try to like, you know, kind of bounce around and, you know, pick and choose. But, you know, then, you know, there were times where, you know, I just kind of got that fuck it mentality again, honestly, and, and kind of fell back into that binge eating habit. And it kind of, you know, it's a nasty rabbit hole to fall back into sometimes. And that was something I had to really kind of deal with. And it was, you know, I started seeing a therapist again and started working with them and it started really helped me get through that process. And then, it, you know, even, you know, then I had my, you know, ups and downs continuing, you know, I would go longer stints without it, which was great, which is what we're kind of working on. Like, you know, I think that, you know, I've come to terms with like, it's something that I'll never, I mean, who, who knows? I don't want to say I will never get past it and never binge again to a point, but I feel like it's just like something who like, just like a, any type of um, recovering um, addict of any sort, you know, you're going to have, you know, relapses from time to time occasionally, or you have the potential to. And so anyways, fast forward to now, um, I actually just recently, you know, I've, I've been doing, I kind of got back on track with things. I've been using a consistency calendars to really kind of just bring a visual awareness for myself to like really help me stay on track. And um, I'm actually looking into, or actually I just hired, I haven't worked with them yet though, but um, a binge eating coach actually, um, someone who has specialized in binge eating, someone who's been through a history of binge eating themselves and now helps coach people through a certain method that they, they have a book. Um, it's called the binge code that I read that I loved and they nice. have coaches that pretty much will help you through that process. They teach in the book in the book and hold you accountable. So, but yeah, yeah that, that's, that's really cool. probably been my biggest obstacle. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think it comes to terms with why you probably were a lot of your well too, is because, you know, you were that guy that was severely overweight and you've dropped 150 pounds and you've kind of gone through the roller coaster of emotions of what it's like. And I, I think a lot of people out there that are listening to this, you know, they they kind of put their coaches on a pedestal a lot of times where it's like, oh, wow, like I'll never achieve. But for you, I think it's quite the opposite because, you know, I don't have that background story for me. You know, I, I was a big athlete all throughout high school and I like to think I was still an athlete in college, even though, you know, college years are more of a intramural sports activity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um four years. But for you, man, it, it's really cool because you now have a really in-depth connection with a lot of the clients that come to you. And when you say, hey, I know what it feels like to try to just start, you can connect with them on a very deep level because you've felt that emotion. You know that raw emotion of what it's like to feel lost almost in a way of like nothing's working, like I can't get a handle on this. And then finally, hey, here you are two years later, almost two and a half years later, and you're fully emerged. Immer Ugh. Why can't I say this? Immersed. 
uh, in the nutrition and coaching space and, and helping others and really pay it forward, which I, I liked when you said that earlier, which was, you know, you're almost here more so to pay it forward to others that need to go through the same journey that you're going through and you can walk with them step by step with it. Yeah. And, and I like to explain to people, you know, I, cause, cause it's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword to be completely honest. Like it, it definitely, it's great that I can say, you know, cause I have, I have one advantage and, you know, it's a, you know, I, I'm never, I never want to say, you know, like, I'm glad I was almost 400 pounds in the very beginning. Like that, I don't want right. to come across that way, but not many coaches, like you said, can, can say, you know, I have been there. I was, uh, I used to be in those exact same shoes you are and be able to relate to the clients that way. So I, I am glad that I am able to have that advantage as a coach. However, um, the other side of that is whenever I do struggle, it's harder on me, I think, because I look at it as if, you know, here I am teaching, you know, Mrs. Jones, you know, how to overcome her binge eating habits or maybe how she's, you know, how she can, you know, stick to her calories and yada, 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 whatever it may be. But then, you know, here I am maybe, you know, the next day going and, you know, overeating or something and then beat myself up over it, you know, kind of like, you know, like getting upset about because I feel like, you know, I should be able to practice what I preach all the time. But I have to remind myself, I'm still going through this journey myself while taking others along the way. Yeah. Well, I don't even think... I think that really goes for anybody. I mean, cause hell, like if you looked at our two, our two bodies side by side, right? Like, obviously like I'm still a little bit leaner than you are right now, but mm-hmm. I struggle with the same things that you probably struggle with, which is, you know, my wife, you went out to dinner with her when we all went out to eat, like she's the food blogger. Like she loves yep. to go have really good dinners. <laughs> like I'm technically almost like binge eating whenever I go out, have those dinners. Cause there's, there's no holding back with us. <laughs> when we go out to eat, like we, we order whatever it is that we're feeling, whatever she wants to try, we go and order. And I think for me, the biggest misconception that people have is that you can't go have a day like that. People think like you can't go have that one day. And granted, like we're not having that every you know single day of the week. It's usually about once every other week, once every other three weeks that we pick a restaurant we haven't been to, we go eat. Or if we want to go back to a restaurant that we've tried, we go back. Or, you know, we travel quite frequently. And when we travel, like, it's the same thing. Like, we we eat pretty solid for the most part. And then we'll have one meal where it's just sort of like, hey, we're going to get appetizers. We're going to get the entrees. We'll probably wait, go find a really cool dessert spot, grab dessert. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, sometimes I feel bad about it. And I think I used to feel more so early on bad about it. Because I think when I first got into this space, it was just like you said, like practice what I preach, right? Like, and in my mind, I was like, no, I can't have any cheap meals. Like I got to be really straight edge. You know, I've done 75 hard. I've done whole 30. Like I've done all these things that are super restrictive. And now I'm to a point to where I'm like, you know what? Like I, I can have this and it's okay. Like I'm going to get back on track the next day because I'm the most person there is to follow around. And I think at least, especially day to day, because they eat the same thing almost every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a machine in the sense of like, I know exactly what I'm going to eat when I wake up. I know exactly what I'm probably going to have for lunch, dinner. It's a toss up because when the wife comes home, it depends on what she wants to eat. And then we figure out from the menu that we put together what she wants that day. And mm-hmm. for me, it's what works, right? Yeah. And it's gotten me to a point to where I can be okay with going out to eat and eating off script from my macros because it's not a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that if I'm solid for 13 days, I can have one day off. And then if I go another 13 days on one day off, like that's pretty good results. If you think about it, that's 26 out of 28 days that I'm rock solid. And I think we'd be shooting somewhere around like 95% accuracy, right? So who's to say you can't have that one day off, even if it is 3000 or 3,500 calories. On the flip side, I've also raised my metabolic rate to wherever I eat 3,500 calories. I'm pretty, I'm only slightly over on what I would burn in a day. It's Mm -hmm. not a huge surplus compared to like women possibly who maybe are only burning 2,000 to 2,200 calories in a day. Mm -hmm. They go splurge and they eat 3,200, 3,500. They see a huge spike. And then the mental that we see it all the time with, with female clients, I think two to three pounds of weight fluctuation for them feels like the end of the world compared to a guy who's like, meh, I can lose it in like four days. It's just mm-hmm. water weight, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's really been a, a struggle that we all go through because we all love to overindulge. 
But how often are we overindulging, I think, is the big story here. And how frequently can we control it when we're exactly. put into stressful environments? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, th and, that, and that's the key there is like, and, and it's, it's like, and like you mentioned, like not focusing so much on that one day, it's what you're doing the day afterwards. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, that's been the main thing for me is like trying to control, like getting right back on track after that one day. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like people, I think over, you know, they, they think they can do so much damage in one day when really, like, if you're just getting right back on track, you're really, you're, it's probably honestly better for your mental health rather than, you know, if you're being strict, you know, for months on end and never going off plan at all. Yeah. And, and I think almost nowadays with coaching, I almost want to teach people how to have a day where they just don't track. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to be really, really consistent, but then I want you to almost have a day to where if you're craving something, go tackle it, go, go have it, quit telling yourself no and tell yourself yes more. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the way we need to start coaching nutrition is more of a yes approach instead of a no approach, because mm -hmm. we have so many diets out there that we all want to, you know, keto, intermittent fasting, um, paleo, whole 30. All of those are very restrictive in, in their own way. All mm -hmm. of them can also be very successful for you if you follow them well. But you have to make the conscious choice of like, what do you want to eat? How do you want to eat? How do you want to live? What is going to work for your busy lifestyle? Because nowadays in America, everybody's freaking busy. Everybody's mm -hmm. got a hundred things going on. You're a hundred miles an hour. And that's the number one problem we have to face, which is what works best for you. Plain yeah. and simple. But nobody can really tell you what that looks like. I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if, if you uh, don't, time but i love the one where they go just tell me what to eat or tell me what to do and i'm always like well that's a very loaded question actually because i'm gonna have about 20 more questions after that so i can actually tell you what to eat or what you should do because everybody thinks it's so simple as to just tell me what to eat and i'll go do it when really and truly it's you need for yourself figure out what it is you like to eat what you like to do do you like breakfast? Do you not like breakfast? Do you want to skip lunch? Because a UPS truck and you don't really have time to have a meal during lunchtime. Maybe we go heavy for breakfast, have a little bit of a protein shake for lunch, and then have a big uh, dinner. Mm -hmm. That could work for you. That could be that could be Chase's diet, right? Like whoever you are, your diet just needs to be able to match on a simple level, calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. And as easy as that is, or as easy as it is to say and track. It's not always that easy at the same time. It's almost too simple to be easy, but it's still hard at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, something you mentioned a minute ago that I, I really agree with, that's something I've really stressed to my clients is like looking to say yes more and, and no less. And like, and it's it's more like, I, I like to encourage people. It's like, what can we eat more of? Like, I don't like, let's not focus on what you have to cut out of your diet. Because honestly, if we focus on what you have to eat more of, a lot of times, once you fill up and eat enough protein or eat enough micronutrients, eat enough vegetables and fruits and all this other stuff, a lot of times you're not going to be super hungry for the other stuff as well. So, but but it, even if you're not eating as much, and even if you are eating less of that other stuff, we're focusing on what you're eating more so you feel like it's a good thing rather than a punishment having to focus on what you're eating less of. And yeah. so that's something I really like to focus on a lot with my clients is, is like, you know, let's just focus on adding into these better habits and eventually those others will start kind of falling off. And honestly, as you're eating a lot better, more high quality foods, you're probably gonna start feeling a little bit better. And then when you do have the day when you go eat the McDonald's drive-thru, you're probably gonna be like, oh, I feel like shit, I feel really heavy and nasty and gross. So like, I don't want to have that anymore. Like it's just not, you know, the kind of food that I eat that often anymore. So like it's, it'll all fall into place. It's just like, we need to shift your focus to the right places in the beginning to help you get through it and to get to that point. Yeah. It, and it's it's so funny that when we add more, the bad stuff starts to subtract itself on its own mm -hmm. without us ever really having to think about it. And, and I had a big breakthrough before with a client who, you know, she she was very, very anxious, very um, high strung in a way. And we we had to go through an elimination diet because we were trying to figure out, like, what was causing her bloating, what might be causing her to feel really really gross a lot of times and being very emotional 
And I suggested, and, and you know, I don't love taking people through elimination diets unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did an elimination diet and we started to figure out what her triggers were. And after two weeks of putting her on an elimination diet and her figuring out her way of like how she can make it work and not be like so restrictive um, within foods that worked within the elimination diet, she started to feel so much better. And then when we hopped on the phone, her excitement got better and better. And, you know, yes, she's a busy person, but like you could just see that switch flipped. Mm-hmm. And and what also came from that, she was like, I actually enjoy eating certain things now. I actually feel full. I feel like I'm doing all the right things. And like, I have more energy. I want to actually walk up the stairs. I don't want to take the escalator. I want to do uh, this instead of this now. And you just start to kind of, as a coach, you just start to light up like a Christmas tree because you're like, oh my God, like the light bulbs are going off. She's feeling better. She has more energy. We're not crying on every call now because like the depression is starting to kind of go away a little bit. The anxiety is coming down. And we didn't even start exercising. Like there was very little exercise. It was just get outside for a walk. I asked her to do 10 to 15 minutes of walking whenever she felt like it inside of her day, every day. That was the only exercise we were doing. But to me, it goes to show the power of your diet and your mental health. Because I, I think we don't associate our mental health with our actual diet. And I think that's the first part a lot of us have to look at, which is if we clean our diet up, typically our mindset will also start to heal. I'm not be perfect. I'm not saying like you should still go see a doctor or a therapist and, and talk through any of your struggles that you have. But it's amazing the switch that can be made in your mental health when your diet is actually on point and you're getting the right nutrients from your diet to match up. And I think that's underestimated actually. Yeah. And I would agree with that as well. I mean, I feel like so many times we, we, and I kind of go back to like looking at the other wins besides like the weight loss, like, you know, like that, cause like the mental health wins that you're having with that, like you said, the emotional changes that you're having, maybe you have more energy, you're having more focus. You're just more, more clarity inside your mind. Like, it's 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 really cool to see and like you know that's something another thing i really stress with a lot of my clients is like take the focus off the damn scale and stop you know like yes like we will lose weight eventually but like let like let's look at the other things first before we start getting so hyper focused on the scale um you know i was actually just having a um conversation with a client um a couple of days ago her the scale was like going through a, a weird fluctuation that she had not seen yet it gone up like two or three pounds and she was like you know i was just at this weight you know on monday and now it's this and and i was like all right chill i was like listen i was like for one it's gone up three pounds are you telling me you've eaten over over ten thousand calories above your maintenance level over this past few days well no and I know darn well she hasn't. <laughs> and <laughs> and and she and I said, okay. And I said, and you're doing all the right things. I said, you're you're walking more. I said, you're you said you're even doing some more stress. You're doing some stretching, you're having changing your diet, you're getting your protein up, you're doing all the right things. So why don't we just continue to focus on doing the right things, trust the process, and allow that scale to do what it's gonna do? And she was like, okay, you know, I could definitely tell the reluctancy behind it. Um, and then a couple of days later, you know, new, new low weight and, you know, and then like, even today she messes me out of the blue and it was the coolest thing ever. Like her A1C has gone down like, you know, a whole point since October. And that's really big. Her, her doctors talking about taking her off diabetes medicines and blood pressure medicines or lowering them in June when they meet up again. And like she said, even her nurse practitioner was just like super impressed with, you know, cause she knows everything she's tried. And she said she was even looking up, <laughs> looking up who I was <laughs> in, the, in the doctor's office. <laughs> You damn magician. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I just like just wanted to like mention that because it's like we need to focus more on other things other than the scale. Like, you know, and when she was going through that difficult time with the scale going up, I was like, you know, think about all the things that you've accomplished. Cause she sent me things every week of like her wins she's seen, changes she's seen, her energy, all these different things. And and I was like, I want you to right now, I was like, I want you to write out a list of 10 things you that is that has changed since you started working with me that does not include your weight. And she spit off 10 things and had a list back to me in no time. And I was like, look at this. Like, this is incredible. Like things that like, I would love to see, like, aren't you excited about this? Like, yeah, the scale is going to do whatever it wants to do. It has a mind of its own, but like, just look at this, like, look at this other data that we can collect and see here. And then, you know, we'll eventually worry about the scale later. Yeah. 
I, I think a big thing, too, that people have to realize, and, and this one keeps coming up for me, at least, because, you know, I, I work a lot of times with trying to strengthen people's metabolisms first and making sure that we're in a really good place to where you're eating the appropriate amount of calories. Yes, we normally experience a little bit of a weight gain. Some people actually are hyper responders. We increase calories. They actually lose more weight. Mm -hmm. um, those are the people that I love to post on social media because they make me look really good. So thank you guys for falling <laughs> for that trap. Just know that most of you are probably going to be under eating once you start to clean up your diet. So we're going to keep getting you higher in calories. But the cool thing about that and what I'm going towards when we talk about strengthening somebody's metabolism is, Yes, the metabolism is not just all about food. We do correlate it in simple terms to being around calories in, calories out. But when I had a client and I actually just got a phone with them today, you know, we looked at it. And at first, when he came to me, he was eating around 16, 1700 calories. You know, he's right in that range. Um, and he's about 215 pounds. And I told him, hey, like, we're going to bump up your calories to eventually where you're eating like 24, 2500 calories. Like, that's where you actually should be. Um, he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, we're not going to go for weight loss right away. So we're actually going to bump up your calories here. You know, you're strength training, you're, you're trying to get more muscular, trying to have more definition. Um, and you've been dieting for a long time and you've actually lost a lot of weight, which is really, really awesome. But now it's time to kind of make sure we're matching calories in calories out. He's like, all right. So even as we bumped him up to 2000 calories, his weight kept going down. We actually got him all the way down to, I think his lowest was like 203, right around the nice. 203 number, right? Awesome. Um, and, and for him, like, you know, he's like, what is this wizardry? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, I'm eating 2,000 calories. I feel so full and I'm still losing weight. And I said, oh, we're not done yet. I said, like, you lost two, 202 or you're down to 202 pounds, but we still got to keep increasing before I let you start cutting again. He's like, okay, like I'm down. And, you know, today, like he was telling me a story about how like he deadlifted like 245 today. He thought he actually only had like 205 on there. So he's not really good at math. Um, and he, if he's listening I love to this, when that happens. <laughs> if he's listening to this, he knows exactly who I'm talking about because we laughed really hard about that. Um, and I so that. I'll say, yeah, that, that was just what was wrong with your macros early on. Like you were just really off on doing your math on your macros. We could have already been here by now. Uh, but, you know, like his strength has gotten really, really um, like just out, like he's really starting to lift more weight, which I think is really cool. And, and I try to focus on that with people because I can only talk about the scale for so long. We have to start looking at other metrics of success. And I think that's what you do a really good job of too. And so now we have them eating 24 to 2,500 calories. And I told him, Hey, we got two more weeks left at like staying at maintenance and then we'll go through a cut. And he's like, man, but I'm actually starting to like really enjoy, like, you know, going through the strength phase because believe it or not, <laughs> He weighed in the other day and he's like 213 now. So we went from 202 right was before we got started. But instead of eating 16 to 1700 calories, we're eating 24 to 2500 calories. But his body composition, if you look at it, is very different from even when we started. And so you have to look at it from a before and after standpoint of, okay, like he weighed 216 when he came in. He got all the way down to 202. Um, and now he's back up to like 216. And he's had some things go on in his life. So like, He's a normal human being, like stuff mm -hmm. comes up, but his body composition looks tighter and stronger in the gym and he's eating more calories. So now when we decide to cut this guy, and this is a really good example for everybody to pay attention to. Now, when we cut, he's not going to have to eat 16 to 1700 calories to lose weight. Now we cut around 2000 to 2100 calories. He's eating more while losing weight. So ha, here's your marketing trick, guys. When we say you can eat more and lose weight. We first have to take you through a restoration period. We get you to where you're at maintenance calories. And then when you actually diet, you eat more than what you used to be eating. That is how all this science and magic that you think we do works. <laughs> but you have to follow the process. Yes. Like, and it's a long process. People want it to be so quick and so fast. And that's why people nowadays, I don't work with you unless you commit to six to 12 months. I won't do it because I need enough time to restore that in you. So that way, when I tell you, hey, you're going to eat more next time you diet, it comes true because a lot of us have to do that. And we don't understand it. Most of my women are now eating well over 2000 calories. And when we go into a cut, it's going to be just below 2000 calories instead of your 12, 13, 1400 calorie women who are like, Oh, I can lose weight. I just have to starve myself or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like who, who wants to like, you can only have like a slice of pizza at like 1200 calories. <laughs> <laughs> not like, near no. enough but but you know the funny thing is when i first 
so like, like I mentioned earlier, I started with intermittent fasting and then I, you know, started to, and yep. I was also doing more of like a clean eating approach, whatever that means. But, um, you know, <laughs> a lot less junk food and all that kind of stuff, fast food. Yeah. But, um, and I was, um, and then when I first started tracking calories back in like March or April, 2019, I was only eating 12 to 1400 calories a day. Wow. Which explains how I lost all that weight as quick as I did. Right. And, you, you know, and, and. And it's one of those things where I always I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I would never do that again. Like I would never do it that way. And but then again, I also think that, and I and I I chatted about this when I talked to um, Jordan Syatt, and also I think I talked to it with with my coach as well. You know, it has a. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll we'll leave the sirens in. It's a really good background noise for the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> I told you these paper thin walls. Hey uh, man, just keep just keep talking. I can barely hear it. One, oh really? Uh, I'm yeah. surprised. Um, but so they started to tell me, you know, like probably the one of the reasons that I was successful this time was because of that rapid fat loss. Like there is some more research they said that's come out that has showed that like when people are able to see those results a lot more quick, more quickly then they're able to keep going easier rather than someone who's losing, you know, if someone like back to me, like when, if I was, when I was almost 400 pounds, if I would have been losing a pound a week, I would have been like, what the hell? Like this is going to take forever. Right. So there is some good meaning behind it. But anyways, that was kind of a little side, side tangent there. But, but I um, feel like that was important though. I like, I, I think that's an important discussion to have because for some people, Yes, like rapid weight loss is important because they need that momentum. They need that momentum to see it's working. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if you've tried that over and over again, where you have to go that low and then you keep bouncing back, that's when I think we have to work on the mentality around dieting as well and strengthen your mental state around dieting and education. So it, it's like a double-edged sword. Like it, it, you never know which way your client's going to go with that, I feel like. Mm -hmm. exactly and and then to kind of like tie it back to like what you were saying with the calories thing like so when i first started working with my coach he started to slowly work my calories up throughout that year i think that year we got my calories up to like 2200 or so um we didn't really go all the way up we didn't really push the highest maintenance good go because i know i still had a little bit more weight to lose um that i wanted to by the end of the year and also just i was i was feeling better because it was a lot more than you know a thousand calories more than what i was eating um yeah. so we went back down to calories but then when we went back up, it was like the 2,500 that next year. And then now um, working with uh, my new coach, we've had my maintenance calories as high as 31 to 3,300 calories, um, which has been awesome. And actually, I just started to cut this week and I'm right now at 2,600 calories. Dude, that's awesome. 2,600 calories and then a cut? Like, Jesus, like who, who doesn't want to do that, right? Exactly. It, it leaves a lot of time for some fun meals in Charleston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but I love the moral of that story too, and more in depth, like in your journey there, because I think it kind of shows the process of like, yes, like if you do lose a lot of weight really fast and you understand that you're kind of really depleting yourself at that twelve to thirteen hundred range, as long as you know that you eventually can't sustain that and you have to build back up your metabolism and what you're doing with food then I think like, okay, like for a very short period of time, if you have to go that low, fine, but you better understand the science behind it on your way out. Like there, there needs to be that whole Mount Everest analogy that I love, which is like, okay, like I took you to the pinnacle. I cut you as low as I could without like really damaging you. But now I got to reverse you out of this. And we got to understand the cause and effects of what's going to happen because I'm curious to know if like, as you were going through your reverse, did your weight loss stall or did you keep seeing progress? Kept seeing progress. Okay. But yeah, technically as, as you were working your way up, I would venture to say you were still in a deficit. Yes, I was. So yeah. on the reverse side, when people hear that, like you have to explain to them, like you were still in a deficit technically by standards. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and that's even just something like when I was, um, chatting with, um, one of my, uh, current clients, you know, she is, she's at like probably about like 17 to 1800 calories right now. And she's, you know, losing pretty good. I mean, she's ha has a good bit of weight to lose and she's losing at a pretty good rate. And we are, you know, we're, she, she messaged me a few days ago and was like, Hey, can we, you know, maybe 
on the days that I'm not working out, can we lower calories a little bit? I'm not as hungry. And also I would love to like kind of speed things up a little bit. And I was like, you know, at first I was very reluctant to do so. And, and I expressed that to her. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, take your calories down lower than we have to. We're, we're seeing great results at, at what we're at right now. Like, you know, there's no need to cut much lower, but she was like, you know, she went to her doctor and she's having some knee, um, hip pain and stuff. And she said like, you know, the only thing that's really going to help it, her doctor said was this weight loss. And she's like, you know, I'd love to like get more of this weight off quicker. That way I start feeling better and be able to do more. And, you know, I was like, all right. So I was like, you know, we'll do that. So I think I shaved like 150 calories off on her non-exercise days. And I was like, but under one stipulation, like we need to keep communication open as far as by feedback goes, like keep me in a loop. How are you feeling? If you're starting to feel cruddier and your workouts are sucking or like, you're just not feeling good at all. Like you need to tell me that, like, you know, I think it's, that's the biggest thing is like, one, she knows that this isn't going to be a forever thing like you mentioned, but two, it's like, we need to keep an eye on how our body's responding to it and not just try to go, you know, all, you know, hail Mary on it and try to get pushed through it when it's really not going to be that sustainable. Yeah. And I love what you said there from a client to coach journey, because I, I hear that. And I think to myself, wow, we're having a lot of the same discussions with our clients, because I try to tell my clients, like when I take you through a cut, your biofeedback and what you tell me cannot be one word answers. Like I need thorough answers in your check-ins in this process. When we talk on the phone, quit telling me the scale's going down and everything's freaking great. Because a lot of times what you're going to do is you're going to try to hide from me the fact that you feel like shit, uh -huh. that you're low on energy, that you're being cranky with your spouse. Like there's so many things that go on that you don't want to tell us because all you're paying attention to is the scale. And so this is where I think like a really good coach comes in and understands like, yes, you're paying me for weight loss. You're paying me for an aesthetic goal or possibly a performance goal, depending upon what your actual uh, goals are. But I need to know every step of the way what you're feeling, because mm -hmm. if I don't know what you're feeling, then I'm not going to be able to help you to my full potential. And my goal is to make sure that you are both mentally and physically safe in this process. Yeah. And if you're not, then we maybe have to come out and you're not ready for fat loss. My number one like terminology with everybody before we started cut is you have to earn the right with me to go into a fat loss protocol. If you have not earned that right, then I'm not taking you into that deficit because yeah. you got to have a grasp on and you and I got to trust you. I got to trust that you're giving me the right feedback. And, and, I and that's what I was well. just going to say. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say like, and that's the only thing I was like, I really tell them, I'm like, I have to, I trust you and what you're telling me. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to like question you. If you tell me if, you know, like, yeah, my, I'm full of energy. I'm going to take that for what, for what you say it is. Like if, if you're lying to me, you're only hurting yourself. Like yep. you need to be honest with me, honest with yourself. Like that's another thing. Even my coach has told me that in the past. Like, he's like, don't try to convince yourself that you feel great. If you feel like shit, he's like, be honest with yourself you know, take inventory of what's really going on and really think about, you know, is this worth what you're doing? Yeah. I, I think the best results I got right before I went to Hawaii and the reason why I felt really good going into Hawaii and I felt like I looked really good was I'd gotten done with a really, really intense um, kind of muscle building phase right before I went into my cut. And by the end of it though, the amount of volume and weight that I was lifting per day and I was exercising five days a week but there's a ton of volume and a lot of giant sets. And I finally told my coach, I was like, man, between running the business, helping others and then training, I was like, I am just exhausted. And so when we actually went through my cut, we lowered the amount of exercises I was doing and the amount of time it was taking me to finish my exercises. And I actually think my results were really good because I actually felt good going through my, I never felt very depleted. I never felt like I was hungry to the extent that I was going to go and, you know, binge eat or have like an off track meal, like the whole time I felt very satiated and I felt good because we kind of brought the volume a little bit and he knew that I had really stressed my body. And then going into a cut, I was going to stress my body again. So mm -hmm. we needed to find that middle ground. Of what is too much for training volume and what is too little on what we're taking in? And then you got to kind of merge together. And so people think this is all like, oh, I'm going to go into a cut. Let me like exercise even more and like increase that gap. And it's actually further from the truth. Like you want to kind of keep that gap running parallel to one another so that energy can be as high as it can be. Not going to feel a little less energy because you're taking in less calories, 
but I'm not going to sit there and then try to kill you in the gym while you're taking in less calories because mm-hmm. just the calories alone dropping them should start to create that tightening effect that we want to see in your body. So people need to understand that it's not like a ramp up the volume and take calories down and create a huge gap because all that does is mean on the reverse side, I have to reverse even longer possibly. Mm-hmm. And most of my clients, I'm not coaching you to go step on stage. Exactly. <laughs> Same. Yeah. All of mine are pure lifestyle clients and, you know, and, and, and right now I'm working with a wide variety of clients too. And it, it's fun. You know, I, I, you know, I know like, you know, when we come like looking from like the business perspective, you know what I'm talking about as far as you know, they try to tell you to find what your niche is and all that. But it, you know, it's also been kind of fun though to like work with a little bit of everybody. You know, I have people in their twenties and I have people in their almost 70 years old. Um, that's really cool and fun to work with, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I always find it funny, especially when it was early and in getting into the online space. And I kept uh I kept being told you gotta pick a niche. Mm-hmm. And I actually had an interview today. Uh we're looking for like a new assistant coach to bring on. And I was interviewing her and it was so funny because she was like, well, I was reading your like bio on Facebook and it says you help men lose weight. Like you only work with men. And I just couldn't (laughs) help but laugh because I'm like, you know what? I actually work with like about 65 females and only about 35% men. And I actually, you know, yeah, I do want to work with mainly men because like I can resonate with men really well. It's really fun to coach men. Um, but I also love coaching women too, because I can teach them how to become stronger and lift heavier. Um, you know, I had a female client yesterday, literally text me and be like, Hey, like I never thought I could squat 135 pounds and have a full plate on the bar. And you know, she's squatting and she's getting stronger. And even though the weight loss hasn't been quite what we wanted, uh, when we first started working together, she's like, but I still feel healthy in my own skin. Cause I feel like I can see progress with all my weights going up. So I'm getting stronger and her weights just kind of stayed the same. So it sucks because I know she's wanting weight loss, but at the same time, it kind of kicks ass because she's not really mad at me about not losing any weight right now because she's seeing the fact that she's getting so much gym and she's lifting more. And she says she still feels really good in her own skin. And and I think that's really cool too. Like, I think that's a, a huge win that we don't think about enough and we don't actually publicize the strength part of it enough. Like we see dudes who lift heavy and we're like, oh man, that's cool. Cause other bros, like, you know, we have that whole like toxic masculinity that we just put off naturally when we go to the gym and want to ego lift. But for women, like I want women to be badasses in there when they see a dude and they're like, Hey, I can out squat you. Like I want to be able to have like female clients yep. who come to me and are like, Hey, like I see a guy in there. He lifts a lot. I want to see how close I can get to like how much he lifts. Cause I think that's really cool. And people need to push themselves not only on the diet side, but also in the gym. And if you push yourself in the gym with effective workout and master nutrition, the results I think are twice as enhanced because then all of a sudden when you feel strong and you look strong, you're not so much worried about the scale. You can kind of almost take the scale out of it because you're looking at your body in a totally different. And I think that's what a lot of people have the misconception when it comes to aesthetics is that skinnier is better when sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the body that you desire has more muscle on it and it's more toned or you know whatever that word means it means a lot of (laughs) (laughs) different off to a good start there until you said toned i was like all right i'm with you chase (laughs) well i meant meant for what people when people say toned (laughs) oh yeah the infamous i just want to get toned so you want to build muscle Exactly. Exactly. Which means you're gonna have to put on a little bit of weight to put on that muscle. So yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what I was going up there. <laughs> I, I know what you're going with, but I just love it. I, for the listeners. I love to clarify for them. Please don't ever come to me and be like, I just want to be more toned. Literally mean I want to build more muscle and look ripped because that is what we are trying to do when we say we want our muscles to be developed and to show through our skin. It is mm-hmm. literally building more muscle. So that way it pops through the amount of fat that you have on your body. Yep. So just saying guys, uh, toned was made up in the eighties for magazines for playboy. Um, <laughs> it's not a real thing. You cannot tone something. You can only build muscle. That is the scientific approach. So quit saying you want to get toned. Are you telling magazine things aren't right? <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw one in the grocery aisle this morning and it said like, you'd lose, like there was a new easy approach to lose 18 pounds in 17 days. Oh God. Some, yeah. I've seen from those. some doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, dude, you know, you know what's fucking funny is where the hell are you guys finding these doctors for these damn magazines? I don't That's think they are. I want to know. I don't like, think they are doctors, or or they're a doctor that it's not of medicine. Like, it's just, right? It's that, like, like you could be a doctor in multiple the, things. Like these doctors that they put on some of these magazines, where then I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I, I've seen them too, and it's just like. This doctor says you can lose this much weight in this amount of days. And I go, he's fucking full of bullshit because he's either telling you to eat nothing at all, like 1,200 to 1,300 calories, or he just literally is making this up so that he can get his name out there and sell you some bullshit product. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had a client tag me. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, he tagged me in this like belly button like thing that you like put on your belly button. It just sucks away all the sugar and carbohydrates and fat. <laughs> So it just melts the fat away. And like, I'm reading the comment sections and I'm getting scared for humanity. Oh, because people believe it. The number of people that are like putting this on them and they're like, can I put it on my arm to get rid of fat? And, and like oh. the person, the moderator is like, of course you can. And, and like, people are like, so stay tuned scary. in the comments and I'll tell you like, you know, how it worked. Like these must be bots to be bots. Like these cannot be real profiles or your profile got hacked. Like one of the two. Like nothing in my mind, like pains me more than to see people waste their money on bullshit products instead of just learning how to do the work. Like so many people just want this approach that is unsustainable and does not teach you good habits that you can do to your life. Because what are you going to do? Keep paying for those like patches for the rest of your life? One of my favorite things to do is like when I see those kind of posts for like the creams or the ointments or the liquids or whatever the thing is that they're trying to sell that promotes yeah, whatever MLM it is, they'll be like, you know, I lost 15 pounds in, in a week by using this cream. And I'm like, actually lost that 15 pounds because of a calorie deficit. <laughs> I Dude, don't don't, don't kill them with there. the truth, man. Don't 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 hit them with the truth. They're, they're oh, not ready too. for that. <laughs> I love to because it just rubs them the wrong way. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just just poking that sleeping giant. Just uh -huh. trying to wake him up. <laughs> oh, man. It's too funny, bud. Well, uh, well, Chase, man, um, dude, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know that you've got to go and I've got to run myself. Um, but, dude, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at if they want to continue to follow along your journey or if maybe any of the people that are listening today uh, want to connect with you uh, for support. Let them know where to find you at. Yeah, so some best places to connect with me is Instagram at changing underscore chase. Same username on TikTok, again, at changing underscore chase. I'm on Facebook, Chase Smith. Join my Facebook group, Chasing Health with Chase Smith. Also have a podcast, um, Chase, the Chasing Health podcast. Um, pretty much, pretty much, if you make it to Instagram, I have all the links from there. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, we can make it a one-stop shop for everybody, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, dude, Chase, man, once again, really enjoyed this episode with you and discussing your journey and just talking nutrition in general. Um, guys, as always, if you got a lot of value from this, once again, please share this with a friend that way they can listen to it, hopefully on their drive home or to work. Um, listen to us on Spotify or Apple podcast, as well as watch us live on the YouTube. So flip on over to Tyler Newton on YouTube and you can watch all of our plus one mentality episodes and see all of our guests. Um, and from there, guys, we just appreciate you so much for listening. We appreciate your support and we hope to keep bringing you guys more great episodes as we continue. To so have a great day. Be blessed. and We'll talk to you soon. Bye.